What's up, you guys? I am back, man. Um, and I'm switching it up, you guys. I got a new title for my uh, podcast now. It's going to be called JR Speaks. And um, I'm really passionate about what I do. And uh, I'm very passionate about what I say. So please pay attention. Enjoy the ride, man. Um, I'm really excited about the new direction that I'm going to go in on my podcast. And I just want everybody to know that I appreciate all the love and support that I've been getting. Um, And just continue to support me, man. Uh, Like, share, comment, subscribe, man. Um, Thank you. And then for all my YouTubers um, who's YouTubing, I do have a new YouTube channel. It's called JR Entertainment. It's on YouTube. Go subscribe it. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell all your friends about it. Um, And just support me, man, you know? I'm going to continue to put out great content. This actually will be going on to my YouTube page as well as going on Anchor, my app. So uh, just just um, stay tuned for that. All right, you guys, we're going to dive right into it. Man, it's a lot of controversy going on in the world. And um, I'm, I'm going I'm to dissect it as best as I can. And just to let everybody know, this is my opinion. This ain't everybody's opinion. You don't have to agree. We can have a, a polite conversation. Um, but this is my opinion. This is just my opinion. So I, I, I had to sit down and I was thinking, I'm like, so what can I really talk about on my show today? And I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Let's talk about the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. What's the two main differences between the two parties? Because they've been battling for years. Years on years, they've been battling um, for who's the better, who's best. You understand what I'm saying? And... um it's basically, I mean, if you look down at it, if you look into the history of, of both of these parties, man, um, uh, the the donkey symbol, which is the symbol of the Democrats, came along in uh, 1828 during Andrew Jackson's campaign. and uh, But the Republican Party been around forever. I mean, it's been around since uh, 1874 during Lincoln's presidency. So uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, I mean, they've been they've been around. They really have been around. So, but if you look at it, it in the beginning there was no parties. It was just like one. It was just like oneness. But then you had some people that believed in this, some people believed in that. So that's when the separation came about. So the like I said, the the Democratic Party was first. It came out first, and then the Republican Party was birthed out of that, just because like it's kind of like. It's kind of like um, First Baptist and Second Baptist churches. Um, first, Second Baptist was birthed out of First Baptist because Second Baptist believed in this and First Baptist believed in that. So they separated the churches. It's kind of like the same thing with the Democratic parties. Um, I mean, with both of the parties. Um, Republicans was birthed out of Democrats because they didn't believe in what they were doing. So they were like, you know what? We need to create our own thing. And create our own philosophies and create our own, you know, way. And, um... One thing that I can say is I've been voting, last couple times I've voted, I've been voting Democrat. I really have. And um, and I always wondered why was I doing that? Why was I voting Democrat? And people ask me, why are you Democrat? I say, because the Republicans don't really care about us. The, the, the Democrats care about us, the middle guy. They care about us, the middle person. And then I had to do some research. And I, then I had to really come to a conclusion. Why ask myself, why am I really voting for 
Democrats, do I really understand what they what their beliefs is and their philosophy is? Do I believe in what they stand for? And I had to do some digging, man. And um, one thing about Republicans, they're going to come out and tell you, we don't like you. If you ain't big business, we don't rock with you. It's just like that. And But the Democrats, they'll, they'll tell you, okay, we support you. But sometimes they don't. And then it's like, wow. Um, I'd rather a person tell me straight up, I don't rock with you. Out the gate, I can respect that. At least I know where we stand. Rather than somebody saying, I rock with you, but then they doing sly stuff behind. And that's how it kind of is with the Democrats and Republicans. That's just my opinion. You don't have to believe what I say. This is, this is you know what I'm saying? We can have a little debate about it if you want to. But this is just my opinion. Um, but the Republicans, they're about big money. It's about big business. That bag, <laughs> as, as, the, as, the, as the youth say, the bag. That's what it's about. Uh, Democrats, they do fight for middle class. I'm not saying they don't. But then there's some stuff where I just don't agree with. I just don't. I don't specifically agree with. That's why from now on, when I vote for who I'm going to vote for in presidency and all that kind of stuff, I'm definitely going to check out just the beliefs. And I'm going to I'm gonna make my vote based off the belief, not the party that they're with. Because if you vote for the party that they're with, that means you have to stand behind everything they represent. And no, I don't. And no, I don't. And I think, for real, for real, you're never going to really follow your, your either the Democrats or Republicans down to a T. But if it's something on your list that's like uh, like a deal breaker, you can't really, you can't follow that, 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 um, them, that people. I mean, to be honest with you, man, this, this election this year, man, it's so, um, it's so just, ugh, ugh. Who am I two of the less the evils? Who am I voting for? You understand what I'm saying? And it's like it's one of those things where it's like, I know for me, I got a personal choice in this. I won't tell you who I'm voting for, but I'm just looking at certain policies and stuff like that. And um it ain't as cut dry as everybody make it seem. It's really not. If you just look at them, if you didn't know their names and you didn't know what they stood for, you just look at what they believe in, it's not as cut and dry as you think. When you go and do the research and break it down, like I said, the, it's the names that get you. It's the names and the and the and the what they stand for, what they've done that gets you. That's what gets you. Um, but I was looking at some of the Democrats, some of their beliefs, and one of them is that I do agree with is they're reluctant to use military force. I'm for that, man. Keep our troops home, protected here. You understand what I'm saying? Unless we we have no choice. See, Republicans, they'll just send them out there. They don't care. They don't care. For oil. For oil. They'll send them out there for oil. And to take over the world. To be honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then you got, then the Democrats, I agree with that. Like, okay, I agree with that. But what they don't, what they don't do that I don't agree with, what they do that I don't agree with is they, um, they're very, um, they like to kind of, uh, basically legislate, like they want to, they want to, they want to have like, I think, I definitely think that we should definitely have some gun control laws. No doubt. I definitely think gun control laws for sure. 
but some of these were some of these guys are so um they're ready to just get rid of guns. Can't do that. This world is too dangerous. Though not just not just the US, the world is too dangerous. It's too dangerous. And so we gotta understand that too. Like we can be we can have gun control laws, of course. I think we there should be stricter gun control laws for sure. Shouldn't no fool be getting no gun. You got you should have to go through a psychiatric evaluation to even get a gun, to be honest with you. Um But with the Republicans, okay, so I'm looking at the Republicans and what they do, man, they don't play no games. They take a hard line when it comes to different countries. I mean, they really do. I mean, they they send us they send our troops anywhere. At the drop of a hat like that. You can be sitting at home with your family and you gotta go. Boom. What? You know, Republicans in there. You know it. And um they're very they have a tough stance on abortion. Um, which is which is a hard topic to talk about as far as like abortions and stuff like that because I think it should be choice because I don't feel like I feel like you shouldn't bring a child into this world if you're not ready that's just me but I also feel if you laid down there and did what you did the consequences the consequences won't be what it's going to be I don't feel like I feel like there should be a limit I don't feel like you should be able to go to the abortion clinic four or five times that's come on come on you're not making four or five mistakes that that's crazy I feel like there should be a limit on it. I don't necessarily feel like we should be condemning these people because some folks ain't ready. And if you're not ready, you ain't ready. So they take a hard stance against that. I, I, I'm I, more in the middle. Like, I think it should be pro-choice. But also, I think there should be, like, a limit. You shouldn't be there every every week getting no abortion. Um, and there are, there are very pro-Second Amendment rights, which is the bare arms. Yeah. Therefore, that. Um, which, I think you got your right to bear arms. I do think that. But also, I think you need to be smart with the way you're bearing your arms. Be smart about it. Don't be stupid when it comes to bearing arms. Um, they, they, they're really about getting the, the rich people more rich. So they for hard tax cuts. That's why I can't necessarily ride with the Republicans because I don't make enough for no hard tax cuts. I'm just trying. I'm just a brother trying to trying to make it to where it could benefit me, but it don't benefit me. It just doesn't. <laughs> just doesn't. Um, so basically, I come to the conclusion that I break down both, and it's like you know what? I'm not gonna be a part of any party. I'm gonna be a part of my party. <laughs> I'm gonna look at these candidates, break them down, and then I'm gonna make a vote based off that, not based off because I'm Democrat. I gotta vote Democratic. No, I'm not. Make a decision. Do your research. That's the problem. We don't do our research, and then and then we vote for somebody we don't even know. And then when you get up in there and you start acting stupid, acting crazy, and doing stuff you don't like, well, that's because you didn't look in, look, look in between the lines. You didn't do your research. You didn't know where he came from. You didn't know nothing about him. You didn't know what his beliefs is. You understand what I'm saying? So when you do that and you do the research, it'll come back to you. It really will. It'll come back to you. Well, alright, you guys, that wraps up this segment. I'm going to take a short commercial break, man, and I'm going to be right back to talk more. This is JR Speaks. I right, peace. What's up, you guys? We are back with more JR Speaks, man. Um, first topic was hot. 
gonna get a little hotter up in here. Um, relationships. That's what I want to talk about. Relationships. Now, relationships are very complex. It's uh, it's very important though. They're complex, but they're important to you. Like as far and I'm not even talking about just like like part like relationships like boyfriend girlfriend. I'm just talking about relationships in general. It's very important to keep your relationships solid. Keep them on the up and up. You understand what I'm saying? Keep your relationship fresh. I'm trying your relationship. Don't give up at the first sign of trouble. Um, Because people make it work all the time. I've watched it through hella high waters. People just make it work. Um, But as far as for me, man, when it comes to this topic, it's very, very crucial that you get you together before you try to get somebody else together. You understand what I'm saying? It's really about you getting you together and making sure that you're ready for this because it's a big step. It's a big step. To jump into a relationship is a big step. Some, a lot of people go into it haphazard and they end up with their heart broken in because you went into it with no, with no caution signs, no nothing. You just dove in. Not thinking like, oh, this could turn out bad if I don't take the necessary steps that I need to take. So what I just try to do is, from now on, learn from my mistakes and become better and be better and communicate better and, you know what I'm saying, not be so quick to jump at things. Um, elevate your mind. Think of relationship on a deeper level than just surface. Like, I, like, that's one thing I've been learning in this last couple months that I feel like I've had an awakening as far mentally, like mental awakening, just as far as, like, understanding like stuff ain't just surface level like there's a lot of surface level thinkers it's a lot of surface level thinkers and them type of people that are surface level thinkers they they have the ability to go deeper but they won't because it's too much they're not willing to put the work in to really dive in deeper than, than what it is on the surface because on the surface man it can look real bad on the surface but let's look into that person deep down in there go to the root of them Go down to the root of yourself. Not just the other person. Go to the root of yourself. And deal with some of the stuff you got to deal with. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of lot of uh, childhood traumas or whatever going on that you got to deal with. You have to. You have to deal with them. Because at the end of the day, in a relationship, that'll come out. It'll come out. And it'll come out in the ugliest way. Make you say some of the craziest things. Make you do some of the craziest things that you thought you'd never do. That's just how it is. Because you you decided not to take the time to deal with it before you got into a situation, a relationship with somebody. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody, y'all, y'all joining. Y'all starting to get to know each other. Kind of, you know what I'm saying, start building. Start getting stuff together. And start building a life, a beautiful life. And uh, it can be rough. It can be real rough. The road get rocky. But also in a relationship, you gotta understand sometimes they just just don't it's not working with that with that certain person. And when you realize that, it's just not working. And you and then you start digging deeper. Why isn't it working? If it's fixable, you can fix it. If it ain't fixable, then the hardest thing you gotta do, you're gonna have to let it go. You have to. No matter how hard it hurts. 
no matter how hard it hurts, no matter, you have to let that go and let that be a thing of the past. Um, it's hard to do because you really love this person or really care for this person or whatever. But I've been in situations in my life as far as not necessarily, uh, well, relationships too, but as far as like friendships. I had a friend that will be nameless. I had a friend that I should have I had had past tense that I that I should have dropped years ago. Years ago I should have dropped. But the kind of person I am, bro, it's hard for me to let go of people because I don't have that many people that I can go to in the clutch when I just need somebody to talk to, not necessarily even for finance, just somebody to talk to. That's it. Um I don't have too many of those. So with this person, it's kind of like tenure instead of real friendship. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I had a situation where I was depending on this person for something, really depending on it. And they didn't come through, nor did they have a solution for what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tried to basically make a move based off somebody else, and I learned you can't do that. You can't make your life moves based off somebody else's move and depending on that move to get you through so that you can do what you got to do. You can't do that. After that incident where I depended on them and it really dropped through and I had to pay, I really should have dropped them. But in my mind, it's like, nah, I ain't going to do it. I'll get, get a person another chance. da 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 all this. It was one that I shouldn't have. And then when I did end up dropping the person, it's like, well, about time. Everybody around me was like, about time. You should have been did that. And it's like, I have to know when enough's enough. When you know what? It's not worth to keep fighting. See, I'm the type of person I keep pushing no matter what. Push through everything. Um, that can be dangerous. Because you don't give your mind enough time to process what you're going through. Just keep pushing. No matter what. I don't care what it is. Keep pushing. It's a mentality that I've built up. Because it's like. Stuff is. Situations going to happen anyway. But keep pushing. It's like. Bro, bro. Slow down. You cannot keep doing that. You just cannot keep doing that. Because. You're going to hurt yourself. At the end of the day. You just keep pushing. You're not dealing with nothing. And then you're going to explode on somebody. Who has nothing to do with what you're going through. And then that's where you that's where you run into your issues at. It's like you can't keep pushing. Sometimes you gotta take a moment, pause, hold on. This is what's going on in my life. I need to deal with Because you'll take it out on the person you're in a relationship with. You do. You do. And people wonder why why do I take everything out on them? Because it's the closest person to you. And it got nothing to do with them. But that's the closest person to you. And they got your heart and they understand. So when, when when I get exploded on or anything like that, I kind of look at it as, man, be understanding. I, you know what I'm saying? I learned to be more understanding and understand people's situation. Everybody didn't grow up the same. <laughs> My pain might not be their pain. My struggle might not be their struggle. Their struggle ain't my struggle. Everybody grew up different. It's a difference. 
regardless, even if y'all grew up like with a similar path, it's a difference in that path, though. Nobody's life is the same. Nobody processes things the same. So as people, we have to understand that and be more cognizant of that. And be more understanding. Because one thing, that, like I said, one thing about a relationship is about understanding and compromise. I understand that you don't like to do this. But can we come to a compromise that we both is happy at the end? Is there a compromise? Is it worth compromising for? That's another thing. There's just a lot of factors that go into relationships, man. And right now, man, up in the air. Eh? Uh, you got to pick a path. Which way you going to go? Which way you, what, what you going to do? Because at the end of the day, man, it's your path to choose. And you got to make your own path in this life. Can't nobody make the path for you. So what you going to do? Um, so this wraps up the relationship talk for the podcast, man. I got one more topic to come back and talk about, man. And then I'm going to let y'all get on up out of here. This is JR Speaks. All right, you guys. I will be right back after a short commercial break. What's up, you guys? This is Jared Speaks, man. We're back to wrap up the show. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of NBA talk. The bubble has back. I haven't spoken on it because, therefore, I'm ready for the playoffs to start, man. It's, it's August. <laughs> we don't know who champ is. None of that. I'm just ready for the playoffs to start. Um, but my early um, like impressions of it, I love the bubble. To be honest with you, the bubble is cool. There's none of these players getting sick. Everybody's good. Um, we had a couple of hiccups. A couple of Magic City, Lemon Pepper Wings, Lap Dance, uh, you know, hookup. Old, old, old uh, you know, you got your boy, old um, uh, Lemon Pepper Williams. Lemon Pepper Lap Dance Williams. Um, he almost messed it up for everybody because he did. He literally almost messed it up for everybody. Um <laughs> escaping the bubble to go to Georgia to get some lemon pepper wings and a lap dance during the, during the, during the virus, <laughs> might I add. But they, like they said, like the woman said, they were six feet apart. So it's kind of like a, just a little preview. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, as far as like the top teams, the Bucks, everybody looks like they're trying to get back in into the groove. Some teams look better than others, though. Like Dallas. Dallas looks scary. Houston looks scary. Toronto looks scary. Um, who else? Even the doggone Suns. They're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the bubble. They look scary. Like, like they look like they hot. You understand what I'm saying? And there's no home court advantage. Gotta, we got to remember that. There's no home court advantage. It's just straight ball. It's just straight basketball. So, um, I think there's going to be some upsets. To be honest with you, how I'm looking at it, it looks there's going to be some upsets because... Certain teams don't look that well, like the Lakers. I'm, I love my team. I'm, I'm a straight, die-hard Laker fan, but we look bad in this bubble right now. We, we miss Avery Bradley. We miss Rondo. We miss them so bad, like, a lot. I mean, as far as, like, the toughness with that Rondo brings and the leadership at the point guard position, we definitely are missing that. And as far as for uh, Avery Bradley, we miss his perimeter defense. We literally have no perimeter defense. When he's not there. I mean, to be honest. Now, Danny Green's just older. 
KCP is a good defender, not a great one. And he's not really he's really a good like filling guy. You understand what I'm saying? He played the passing lanes real well. Um, he's not a lock-on-the-ball defender like Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley get up in your grill 94 feet, and you ain't going nowhere. And I ain't got to touch you. I'll just guide you where I want you to go. See what I'm saying? So we miss that. And that toughness that Avery Bradley brings. Um, and the three-point making ability, for sure. Um, we miss it. But we just look bad right now. But I think things are starting to turn around. Last game, LeBron started to... Um, Activate a little something. So now I'm just waiting for him to activate a little bit more. Because the playoffs are starting, I think, next week. Next week around this time, playoffs are starting. So I'm prepared. We ready for him now. Um, so LeBron's going to probably, you know what I'm saying, have to keep on turning it up. AD, don't you ever score nine points like that again. Did that twice. Bro, bro like, eight, other than the 40-point games that AD's having, two of them that he had, just bad games. Just not playing well. I'm shocked that he's not playing well. But it is what it is. He better get together before the playoffs start. Anyway, off them. Off off the Lakers. I mean, that's a whole nother debate and conversation. Um, the Clippers. <laughs> you know what makes me mad with the, with Clipper fans, man. And Clipper, like, stands in general. Analysts. All these analysts saying, we're worried about the Lakers. We're not worried about the Clippers. What? What are you saying? You make no sense. I would, I'm worried about both because at the end of the day, the Clippers are – look, the Lakers beat the Clippers. So let's just get that out the way. Clippers are terrible on defense. They look terrible on defense. And Lou Williams or Montrezl Harrell is not coming back. See, that's what they're not – that's what they missing. They said, oh, we missed Lou Williams. Lou Williams just came back last last night's first game. Um, he played well. Um, but they put up 136 points. Lou Williams not helping you on defense. Montrezl Harrell not helping you on defense. He brings energy. Off the bench. He's not helping you defensively. I'm sorry. That's where their problem is. They they were talking about the people that they got. They so deep. But none of them are defenders or are, are lockdown defenders. You had two lockdown defenders on that team. Paul George and Kawhi. Supposedly. Book cooked them. Carlos LeVert cooked them. Joe Harris cooked them. He cooked them. Like, they just cooked these boys last night. They got cooked. 45 in the first quarter. That was crazy. I looked at that game. I was like, yo, what? I thought it was a typo. I looked at the quarter. Look at the score. I said, 45 to 24. And when? How? 45 in the first quarter? They wasn't missing. They fought back, of course. That's what Kawhi did. That's what you do. You fight back, but you still lost. So, I'm concerned about their defense. That's it. I'm concerned about their defense. Um, but like I said, man, Mavericks look strong, man. They look like they're going to be a tough out for whoever get them. And and Houston, man, look like they're going to be a tough out. Like they're going to be crazy. Russ and, 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 and Harden is clicking. They're clicking on all cylinders right now. And their defense is actually good, both of them. They're actually playing defense. James Harden is playing defense, y'all. That's We should get a hand, a hand clap for that because he is playing defense. Ever since the bubble happened, I don't know what happened. But he been playing defense. I'm like, what? Because uh, he had guarded AD one time and, like, kind of, not kind of, he stopped him. I looked at it. He stopped AD? This dude? Harden, who don't play defense? Harden? I, for, I forgot Harden used to play defense back in the day when he was OKC. When he got to Houston, he just conserved his energy because he knew he was going to be the primary scorer. Which I get and understand. 
But now all of a sudden Harden playing defense because he got Russ. He know Russ can take over a game and drop 40 at any given point too. See, when you got that comfort, when you got that comfort, you can lock in on defense. Like LeBron. LeBron during the season was locking in on defense. He was like third in defensive win shares because he had AD. AD can drop 50, 40, 50 at any given moment. He don't have to carry the load. You can focus on other parts of your game when that's the case. And that's what's happening right now with Houston. They look like that. Just saying. I'm a Laker fan, but Houston like, just saying. Just saying. Denver going to be tough. Um, the Thunder, they're going to be rough. Whoever get them first round, I'm worried about y'all. I'm just going to say that now because they're lurking around that 6, 7 seed. That's what they're lurking at. Y'all better be careful playing with uh, playing with Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul leadership, I don't like I said, I don't think they're gonna make the finals, but they could upset a lot of people's brackets if they get in the right, if they get in the right area. I'm about to pull up the standings right now. See the standings. Oh, they sitting at five. Oh man. Houston got them first round. That would be crazy. Russ old team against Chris. That would be crazy matchup. That would be a crazy matchup. And then, I mean, like I said, and Dallas is seven. They're going to be tough. And if the Clippers get them, they better not play. Because Dallas can win this series. Because there's no home court. That's what's giving everybody an advantage. All the underdog teams, they're not really underdogs. There's no home court. And I don't know who's going to get in on the eighth seed. I'm thinking it might be Portland. And I don't know, man. I'm just looking like, nah, I don't know who's going to get that eighth final spot. But, like I said, the playoffs for the... Um, the East is set. I mean, the matchups, real, for real. I mean, ain't going to be too many changes, I don't think. Ain't going to be too many changes, I don't think. Um, big news, the Sixers lost Ben Simmons for the whole year. It probably wraps for them. It was wraps for them anyway, though. Because, like I said, if Ben Simmons don't make shoot, at least take threes or, or help clear out the paint a little bit by shooting a little bit, they're going to load up the paint and go. you're going to go to work. Just like they did on Giannis when Giannis didn't develop. Like, Giannis starting to develop a jump shot now. But when Giannis didn't have a jump shot, they was loading up the paint, and you're not getting in here. Come on. Bring it. A wall. That's all they're going to do. And and B can't stay healthy. And B got hurt again last night. So who knows what's going on with him. Hopefully, wish him all the best, of course. But we don't know what's going on with him. Then you got, I'm telling you, the team that's going to sneak up on a lot of people is Toronto. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now, y'all better look out for Toronto. Boston locked into three, so we ain't, Boston's probably going to get Philly. Yeah, Boston is going to get Philly um, in the first round, which could be an interesting, very interesting matchup right there, very interesting. Um, but like I said, Toronto, look out for Toronto. I'm telling you, this is the type of year where Toronto could win it again, mess around and win it again because they got great coaching. They got uh, good players. And then they got that standout guy who can go get his, which is Stiakam. At any given moment, he can drop 30, 40 on your head, and you have to hold it. Ain't nothing you can do about it. So it's one of those things where in the playoffs, that's going to matter. Coaching matters. Coaching matters so much in the playoffs um, than any other sport in basketball. It really does because game planning, matchups, um, rotation. That matters in the playoffs. See, in football, this mono mono. I could break your jaw if I want to. Not saying they would, but I'm just saying. They could break each other's jaws if they want to. 
But in basketball, man, this is a game of up here. It's a mental. So is football. But I'm just talking about basketball right now. It's a mental game. So when it's mental, you got to match up. You gotta, if you got a matchup problem, you got to take advantage. Because don't, not only is it going to be a matchup problem down here for on your end, it's going to be a matchup problem down there on their end. Like I said, when AD got that Tucker on him, go to work. When Tucker on the other end, Tucker, go to work. So it's going to be a mismatch both ways when it comes to that. So that's just an example of that. So with Nick Nurse, man, he's a championship winning coach. They're going to be an interesting team. Um, I'm I'm thinking the Bucks is gonna come out that situation straight. I'm thinking they are. <laughs> then again, I don't know. So we're gonna see what happens with these series and stuff, how they match up and stuff like that. But I'm hoping we get a great just playoff, man. We need it. All this stuff going on, going around, man. Um, I just appreciate you guys for sticking it out with me, being here, man. I will have more content coming very soon. This is JR Speaks. All right, you guys. Peace.